Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We're having Inspiration Friday. You may hear this on another day for, to our audience, but this is Inspiration Friday to me. And the reason is, is that we have a guest, our new friend, Judy Katz, who is a woman beyond a certain age. And let me tell you something, she is a writer, a ghostwriter, a publisher. I think you'll all agree, after you have listened to Judy for a while, you're gonna understand why I'm calling this Inspiration Friday. Hello, Judy, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Okay. I mean, who doesn't like to talk about themselves? Okay, <laughs> you know what? You're just honest enough to say it, thank you. That's right. Now, <laughs> people, this. Judy came to us because she is a working, publicist in New York. And how many years have you been doing that, Judy? Well, I'm a ghostwriter with a PR firm. So right now I promote my author's books. Excellent. Um, but I did have a big PR firm, 14 people working for me in Midtown. And I got tired of being everyone's Jewish mother. Yes. And uh, there was one day in August when it was you know, 95 degrees in the shade. And I had a commute home from being everyone's Jewish mother. Yeah. Everyone had a tragedy every day, somebody. And I came back to my three bedroom, three bath, terrace apartment, sitting empty, air conditioned. And I thought to myself, what can I do that I'll be well paid and I don't need a whole team of people to help me? And I thought of ghostwriting, which 15 or so years ago was fairly not, you know, fairly new and unique. That's right. So I made a terrible mistake right away because since I was in the media, the AP put out a story across many newspapers that said woman of a certain age, I was 65 at the time, uh, transitions to ghostwriting, see your life as a book, a movie, da, da, da. So hundreds of people contacted me, hundreds. That sounds good, right? Sounds good? Wasn't good. Why? Every one of them, even though the article said it was a business, they all said, hey, oh no, you know, win the lottery for me, make it a bestseller, get me on Oprah, and then I will throw you, you know, a bone. So I went to a big PR client and I said, you need a book? And she said, why? I said, because it's the ultimate marketing tool. It opens doors. It's going to change your life. She's made millions with that book. Because it is a door opener to get new clients. We, you could not be more correct, Judy. I totally agree. You're as clear as a bell and you're singing to the choir on this. Because... <laughs> no, yeah. I have nothing but admiration for you. We have done cookbooks. We've written nine of our own books, but we've worked on about 50 celebrity cookbooks. Now, wow. we don't do the ghostwriting per se, the text as much. I mean, we'll do a pantry list and help them, but we write all their recipes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we've done that. Cindy and I have done that for years. Now, why people were always so shocked to find out that we'd done recipes for everybody, you've ever, most of the people you've seen on TV Food Network, okay? Oh, wow. And so, but 
it's a wonderful gig because we could do it in the privacy of our own office, cook the food, taste the food, eat lunch. I love it. So I think that you're pivoting and getting rid of all, you know, in a, it, it's a big expensive staff in the commute. Yeah. And also this is an, an issue of prioritizing, which is why I think that the interests of women after a certain age, you know, or women of a certain age, mm-hmm. but your priorities change. You don't need to go into Manhattan every day. Do you know what I mean? And as well, you I said, live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, but yeah. you're, you're right for people who would have that kind of a commute. That's it. You learn that you don't, it's just, there's things you have, this is how I feel about it, Judy, and you tell me if this is how you feel. Mm-hmm. I'm 69, I just retired last year. Cindy has taken over the clients that we had for years as a food stylist, okay? And I'm, I'm writing, I still write, I'm writing a memoir of my years in the kitchen. Now, here's the thing. I see that I'm in the third act. <laughs> And I don't want to waste any time. So things that I used to do because I needed the paycheck, I have no interest in doing it all anymore. Yeah, amen. Yeah. I will tell you one thing, though. Uh, This is so important. I have people who come to me who've written their own book. And they spend two or three, four years writing the book. And they come to me crying, Judy, my book's on Amazon. Nobody's buying it. And I spent all this time. And then I say to them, well, what did you do to market your book? And they say, market? And I say, would you open a retail store? Spend a fortune building it out. And on opening day, not advertise and just pray that people will come in, you know, foot traffic. Um, So I start marketing my uh, author's books before the book is even published, whether it's traditional publishing or self-publishing, something we'll talk about, I guess, a little later. Um, but marketing is, it's a business. And as you, you know, as you know, publishing is in meltdown. And unless you're Michelle Obama or somebody with a humongous following, you know, you need to beat the drums for yourself. You, you said it. And I have found that, Judy, I found that when I was a caterer. Okay, I came out of chef school and I didn't want to work in a restaurant. So I went to work for one of the most successful catering companies in Los Angeles. And the reason we were successful was there was a marketing machine and our client list was all celebrities. Okay, so it kept feeding itself. Right. When I opened my own business, I saw, I knew exactly who the market was with my credentials that I could target. But marketing makes the world go round. And look at what social media does today. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so it's, it's all social media. When I was PR director for Madison Square Garden, yeah, uh, I was the youngest uh, PR director there. Uh, we could call up the media, have a press conference. Everybody would show up. We, you know, and as far as books, we did multi-city book tours. All of that has changed. Yep. Now it's about influencers. And it's about social media and Instagram and videos. So really, how you, you do have to keep up with that, which is something that's challenging for some people of a certain age. Yes. You know, fortunately, I have a wonderful assistant, Layla, right here. And she is a computer genius at 27, you would expect, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> Layla's so great. Um, but, you know, you really have to kind of keep up with technology. 
I agree with you. I agree 100%. Now, when you are ghostwriting a book, or if you take on a client and you're going to help publish their book, what right. are you looking for? What do you think is important with this huge market and Amazon that has what, a billion books for sale? How do you decide in your mind what's a what book is what because we get submissions we have people that were cookbook authors that yeah. saw their names in people's books thanking us for helping them and then when they sent us even just a page or two of a proposal judy we'd think to ourselves this book is never going to get picked up do you know what right. I, mean? I mean this book isn't going anywhere so two things on that please one is that i tell people right from the get-go I cannot be responsible for how many books sell. That's the universe at work. It's marketing. It's many, many other things. But if you give me your wish list, what it is you want this book to do for you, I can guarantee that. So people may want higher paying clients. They may want corporate uh, keynote speeches. They may want to do a TEDx talk. They may want, you know, just to have a bigger social media footprint. You know, and some people want to write a memoir, I've done several, where they want the grandchildren and great-grandchildren, you know, the children's children's children to know how the family started. So, you know, there, there definitely is that aspect. Um, as far as how do I decide? Well, the first thing is I want to know how delusional the person is. Oh, he truly. So often delusional they think you know when they say the word bestseller to me um i have to really give them some pushback you know to explain i can't guarantee that and this is what it takes but if they have a real um you know i i, I did a book uh, who's got your financial back by uh paul reback and we didn't sell that many copies, but he did make millions. Now, why? Because he gave the book out to wealthy people who then came and loved what he had to say and, uh, and gave him their account. So there are many, many, many ways to make that work. I the other consideration, um, some people might not like what I'm going to say, but I'm not as expensive as some and a lot more expensive than others. And when people say to me, well, you charge a lot of money for your ghostwriting. Um, I, I don't argue. I just say to them like this. Well, a Timex tells time and a Rolex tells time. So I think whatever you do in life, Denise, you have to feel that you are the Rolex. And I think I'm the Rolex of ghostwriters. But you know what? No, Judy, I applaud you and I'll tell you why. Because Cindy and I had been styling for, Cindy came, I've been a stylist for 35 years, okay? I did a lot of TV. My, I was, I worked with Aaron Spelling. So Aaron, wow. he, you know, really, I'm the Lana Turner of television food styling. <laughs> but when Cindy came 20 years ago, now, when you've styled that long, exactly what you're talking about, and I'm, when I say style, I've been the culinary producer, we produced all the artwork, we coordinate the book, we get it to the publisher for the, you know, for the, for the, we coordinate with the ghostwriter, we're helping to put these books together. When people would call us for a rate, 
Mm. I do the same thing and I would quote it. I had people say to me, well, you think you're special. (laughs) (laughs) Say, yes, thank you for realizing that I am. Yeah. The first time I was taken aback and I kind of went, and then the next time someone said it to me, I said, you know, we are special. And that's why we charge more because experience, which is, you know, that what it's priceless. Yeah. Social media doesn't have is experience. Do you know what I mean? And I say this, that whenever I see one of the influencers, a new one or a cookbook author or the kid that's hot that week, and then they step in it. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're shocked to find out that there's pushback to something that they said or something that's cropped up in their history. But you know what? They have no experience. So they don't realize that without real solid ground or knowing a plan or having some experience of doing a job really well, you're going to, you're going to trip sometimes. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, that is a definite benefit. This, there's so many uh, downsides to aging as well, like chin hairs, for example, but (laughs) (laughs) oh, thank you, tweezer man. But, but, but there are so many wonderful benefits, you know, wisdom and experience. You know, it's priceless. And appreciation is another one. Gratitude. When I was, when you're younger, and I'm just speaking for myself, I'm certainly not saying everyone. In my 30s, Judy, I was so involved with myself. So involved with myself that I really didn't, I hadn't developed compassion yet or, Mm or looking forward. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. as I, and I was very judgmental of everything. And now as this age, and you mentioned chin hairs. And, <laughs> and let me tell you the other person that told, the first person that ever told me about chin hairs in my life was Julia Child. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was only 50 something and I was helping Julia for a big uh, American Wine Institute dinner. And something came up and she said, oh, it's like a day that you've, you've been out all day and then you notice the chin hairs. And I, I didn't laugh. I thought, I, I wasn't even sure what she was talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? Because That's I didn't, right have, didn't have chin hairs yet. Now, fast forward, estrogen <laughs> changes, your body's changing. And I remember going, I was on my way to a Fox or a big studio for a meeting. I thought I looked so nice and I looked in the rear view mirror in my car and realized that I had a beard okay I, I know I know exactly my my little grandmother had a few hairs coming that she never and I remember thinking that will never be me oh no exactly. you know, which it is which it never will be but you know <laughs> in those days yeah I know what you mean it's it's an amazing thing and then you grow up and you learn to appreciate I think other people yes yes yes, hopefully you do get some wisdom from all of it do you know what I mean from the ups and the downs because uh, I'm also a firm believer that we don't always we don't um we don't always learn things from our wins we learn things when we're like in the gutter (laughs) Uh no a hundred percent you know and but I will say that in this pandemic, mm. 
I was used to working at home, so I was very fortunate. And I, I am so blessed to have a, a wonderful assistant and to have a, a big apartment and to have two little chihuahuas and a beautiful cat. So I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm really, really, really um, very blessed. But uh, a lot of people have decided that they want, you know, in this time, they decided that they want to write their book. Yes. And, and so I, you know, I really have been very, very fortunate to have this profession, to have a home office and to be as in demand as I am. And, and I don't take it for granted at all, you know, well, at all. I appreciate that. And I, it, the world has changed a lot. A lot of people had to adjust to living at home, uh, working at home and being maybe, uh, you know, crowded yes. in a smaller space. I feel the same way, Judy, because I've worked at home. I had a small studio in my home in LA that Cindy and I worked in for 20 years, a full kitchen, props. You know, we could do photo shoots there if we needed to. So, and then my husband and I right-sized and I've moved to Ventura, but I have a lovely big home and I'm used to working at home. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I have been yeah. for 20 years, so it's not, it, it hasn't been. It, the pandemic, other than, yes, work has been harder because, as an example, Cindy did Access Hollywood last week. Well, it was a kid whose cookbook's coming out, a great chef. She just dropped the food off. Do you know what I mean? And another... Patty is having a COVID test this weekend to drop some food off at a studio. So our work has been impacted, but luckily we're all making it. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're just fine. I feel badly for people that are yeah, having absolutely. and schooling two children. That would be frightening. Oh, I, I don't know how they do it. But you know, the other thing is in, in my profession, yes, I get to be different people. So in other words, the voice that comes out in a particular book could be a young man, a teenager, a younger woman. It's not a, a woman of my age, my voice, it's their voice. That's my skill and my, and my gift, you know? So getting to go inside somebody else's soul really, because it, it is kind of like therapy. You know, people tell you things that they've never, never told the Holocaust book, he told stories he had never even told his family. And I this book is amazing. Imagine. I can imagine. And I bet you learned something. Not only do you get to I learn all the time. That's it. I know. I've been grateful in my career. I've learned so many things from so many different talented people. It, it helped a lot. I'm grateful for it. Now, mm -hmm. what do you think of, as we touched on the meltdown the meltdown of publishing. Right. And you got any predictions for the future in publishing? You know, right now, there are roughly over a million new books coming out onto Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but pretty much everyone's buying online. Yes. Because uh, Borders years ago, all 500 something Borders stores went out. Uh, Barnes and Noble, um, you know, they're not doing that well. And there are a lot of independent bookstores, but pretty much people are buying online. 
Yeah. And also audiobooks are a very big thing. I, I, I really request all my authors to do audiobooks or we hire an actor or actress, you know, so so that's another thing that we do. Um, I think we're going to see more and more hybrids. We're going to see more and more self-published books, even Stephen King and other uh well-known, popular, best-selling authors have self-published because think about what you have to give the publisher. You still have to pay a publicist to market your book. They're not going to do it for you. So, so you are getting what? A cover and a graphic design, which doesn't cost that much for somebody to do. And then they take 85, 90% of the, uh, the profits and you have no say. So yeah. to me, self-publishing makes a lot of sense. The other thing is it can take up to two years to get a book out. Whereas a lot of my clients, they want their book yesterday, yeah. you know, within a few months or so, because they want to use it as a marketing tool. That's right. So, you know, a, about three quarters of the books that I do are self-published. I take them through the entire process um and fortunately it can also do the marketing for them and um then I've had several books published by mainstream publishers I work with several top literary agents if people don't care or they're writing I also work on fiction so if they're writing a novel um or a Romana clay which is your true story fictionalized so you don't kill people don't kill you for telling the truth or sue you <laughs> um, sue you right exactly exactly but yes yeah, sometimes we have gone to traditional houses and it's taken up to a year and a half two years but they wanted the prestige what they perceived as the prestige and they didn't care about the time and or the know, money i think judy and this is what i hear from people well they want the distribution they'll say from a big house. But now in this day and age, I know you're saying and walking people through the thing. As long as you get an IB number or IBN number and you can get on- The barcode, the IBN. Yeah. If you, yeah. You're on Amazon, that's distribution. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? Because you just mentioned- Yeah, that is, that is it. That's where everyone's yeah. buying books. Let's be real. And of course, marketing your book, going to influencers, doing interviews, things like that. Yes. You know, are, are very big. All right. Now, this is what we're switching gears for a minute, but it's sure it's too interesting for me not to talk about and ask you questions. So I mentioned, okay. I'm mentioning Judy had written me a personal, uh, had sent me a personal essay about dating. Mm -hmm. and I was absolutely charmed by it. And so now, what did you tell me that you were going to write a book or teach the class? What's it called? No, 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 no. Um, a few years ago, I started writing. I was on Match.com. Uh, I was on uh, JDate. I was on a few of these um, uh, dating sites. And uh, so I started to write little vignettes about the dates that I had. And honestly, people said they were hilarious. Oh, I bet. Hilarious and... I won't go into it because if I get started one story after another. So, you know, they were on Huffington Post for a while. I still have all of them. And, um, you know, I haven't, since my 
99-year-old billionaire boyfriend died, I haven't really been dating too much. I dated a judge for a while um, and, and he was great, but he wanted me to stop working and travel the world. Oh. And, you know, it sounds good. Like a lot of women would love that. You, yeah. you, know, you, have, you don't have to work another day in your life. You can go on cruises, you can travel, fly all over. And to me, that's death because okay. now, my work is everything. Is okay. Is he interested in dating a married woman? <laughs> I could arrange that. All right. <laughs> no, I, I have nothing but admiration for you. And I know what you mean because before, this is my second husband. Judy, when I was dating, I love my career. I love being a food stylist. I loved running my own business. I loved making money. I love supporting myself. And I dated a very wealthy man who, like on my third date, said to me, well, what do you make? 50, 60 grand? Oh, Jesus. It won't be worth it for you to work. This was in the 80s. Won't be worth it for you to work. You can just stay at home. And for a freelancer, for someone who was making $60,000 a year as a woman by herself, I mean, every year you start from zero. I was so, I was so insulted by his dismissiveness. Do you know what I mean? I that I thought, you're a jerk. I'm not marrying you after all, even though I did love his house and the two cars and the, and the presents and the jewelry. But I had to make a stand because if you really love what you do, then you want to keep doing it. Well, the other thing is, uh, not to get into a whole feminist thing, but I never wanted a man to tell me how I could spend money or, you know, I've seen too many women controlled like that. And uh, I, I've had three husbands and they've all treated me beautifully. And I always made my own money and never had to ask anybody for anything. Yeah. And I think that, you know, who controls the money controls has more of the power. And I, I didn't want to lose my power. Maybe I'm wrong, but my, you know, my mother raised me never be dependent on a man. And I never forgot that. So you can love them, but you don't have to, you know, be employed by them. I, okay. Now, first of all, now I have to write down that quote. My father was the one that said to me, kiddo, you got to have your own money because if you marry someone, someone else's money, they could disappear or die. And he couldn't have been. It's all the time, doesn't it? All the time. Now, I'm so impressed. I've been married twice, Judy, that you just mentioned that you've been married three times. Yeah. I think I have a new goal. I think oh, I I am so, no, come on. Who's your husband? My husband is the biggest doll in the whole world and I love him. Yes, but God forbid he goes. My feeling has been I would not be brave enough to find a third husband, Judy. That's all I'm saying. You're well, a very brave woman. I, I know this from your writings. I know this from this interview. Um, you're very brave. I'm so impressed. I can't. No, I'm not brave. Let me tell you, I discovered a secret about men many years ago, which is that it doesn't matter how old you are, how big and fat you are, how ugly you are, how beautiful you are. If you hold up a mirror to them that makes them feel good about themselves, 
They're going to love you. They're going to follow you anywhere because men need to feel good about themselves. And any woman who makes them feel good is their, their hero. Um, and if you see celebrity couples, for example, where they break up and you go, how could that happen? They're two very attractive, dynamic, successful people. One of them stopped making the other one feel good about him or herself. That's a really, a really valid point and a really good point. And I agree. Now I'm gonna quote one line that you wrote that said to me that you wrote in the story that I'm reading aloud. Mm -hmm. Love the life you live. Even if it's over when you turn a hundred, right. it will be over way too soon. Yeah. Now, see, Judy, <laughs> look what you taught me today. Because I think that, and this is women beyond a certain age, as we start to age, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's all our attitude. Because if you awaken yeah. in purpose, and to have some passion about something. Do you know what I mean? To, and if you're lucky enough that you have someone that you love, but to get up in the morning, if you start in on the list of, um, I'm old, I'm fat, my bones hurt, my knees, whatever. Exactly, yes. Close the lid of the coffin because you're not going <laughs> right, right, anywhere right. that day, okay? Except to in a bad mood. So I think that quote of yours is absolutely beautiful. And did, is there anything else you, you're, um, I may have to look up your Huffington Post. Uh, yeah, they are out there or let me know. Okay. We can, do a, we'll, we can do another session sometime about dating at a certain age. I love that. Because I have to tell you, I know I have several friends, they're still young and dynamic, but they have mm -hmm. recently been widowed. And yes. the thought of trying to date or going online or anything, they're just, they're, they're frozen. Do you know what I mean? And they just need, they need to get out and try it. That's my feeling. Well, it, it really is difficult. We cannot overlook the fact that I think some of the women are so magnificent and some of the men are so bad. They ghost women. I'm not saying women don't do that to men too, but you know, horror stories. And, and the ideal way to meet somebody is not on one of these match or J date or whatever. It's not. The best way is to be doing something that you really love and meet somebody that way. Because it's too easy for people to not swipe, you know, but just to go, nah, there's someone better, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and people are very insecure. Now, I was very successful when I was online because I'm a writer. So I can read the nuances of what somebody's profile is. And I know what to say to them. I have that gift. And I'm really good at making people fall in love with me, but then I decide that I don't want them. So, you know, it's kind of, it, it could be a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's on you, Judy. That's on me. <laughs> uh, absolutely on me. I know, I understand that. But there are a lot of men like that too. And I, I really think that for women who have had a successful marriage and now they're, you know, they're out there and they're still lovely in so many ways and and so loving and have so much to give they need to find ways other than uh these online 
things because I just don't think that's so great for people in our age, general age category, act three. I agree. I think you need friends. I think you need to go out and volunteer or get a part-time job or something that puts you out there still in the mix and the chance of meeting you. Well, you know, if you go to, let's say, the Adventurers Club or your alumni went to UC Berkeley, so they have an alumni uh, group or can, um, as you say, volunteer, there's, there's a TEDx talk group that draws a lot of men in New oh. York, all over the place. One woman I know went to smoke cigars at this cigar place in New York and, and met an incredible guy. So, you know, you have to be a little bit, do some research, be a little bit unique. Don't just follow the easy crowd. <laughs> Judy, you are gonna have to come back and talk to us again. I could listen to you all day long. Oh, did I? No, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. And people, when we don't know what the show is going to be called yet, but one of the shows that's that we have uh, recorded was a set of Judy's clients, and that's how we found Judy. And these have been such enjoyable podcasts, and I hope that people enjoy listening to them as much as I've enjoyed doing them today. I cannot thank you enough. Well, for your audience. If anybody wants free advice on the book they should write, because very often the book they should write is not the one they think they should write, you can give them my number. Uh, I, I may call you. I okay. think that's <laughs> Thank you so much. What we do, everyone, is it's Judy Katz, of course, on our website and on our Facebook page. Judy, thank you so much. This has been one of the most fun women beyond a certain age I have done in. I love talking to you because you've got it and now now I may have a new goal of that third husband I just have to yeah well talk to me okay. <laughs> thank you Miss Cindy That's thank okay. you Judy. and everyone if you want to reach us you contact us at womenbeyond at icloud.com and drop us a message and we'll tell you more about Judy in the upcoming shows thanks ladies okay bye